back to the podcast. So today I have a very special guest with me in the studio. I have Kevin Anglod. Yes. Welcome hello, hello. to hello. Welcome to the Progress Not Perfection podcast with Dr. W. Ah, Dr. W, thank you for having me. I'm really, really happy to be here, especially after listening to a couple episodes myself. Thank you so <laughs> much. Honored. So um, I will let Kevin sort of introduce himself um, because we both share podcasts. We have a lot of similarities. Um, full disclosure, we are colleagues. That's how we met. Yes. <laughs> and I am a big Kevin fan as a podcaster and as an oh, educator. Um, so I'm really grateful that he had the time to come on and hang out with me today. Um, but, you know, to get started, Kevin, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Absolutely. Uh, hello, everyone out there. My name is Kevin Unglad. I'm an educator, uh, man, a writer, a poet, uh, man, uh, the, the, the whole shebang, I would say. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, I, well, I don't know. I'm just kind of just going off the riff here. I'm, I'm just sure. really happy to be here. Uh, <laughs> Um, I'm also the co-host and the producer of the Wise Guys podcast uh, with my uh, co-host, Mark Pruden. Uh, we air on Tuesdays, uh, 12 a.m., uh, lo all local times, the Wise Guys podcast, and pretty much we are a podcast that is devoted to helping millennials uh, push past the roadblocks and challenges in route to success. Awesome. And um, I also am the founder of Flower Concrete, uh, which Prior to now was just a independent publishing press, but is currently um, in reconstruction to become a multimedia storytelling company, uh, providing audio, audio books, wow. uh, podcasts, and as well as publishing as well. So that's a little bit about me. I'm totally excited about that. I did not know that. I just learned that on air. Like, uh, oh, yeah. On for sure. <laughs> air, on recording, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, where yeah. can people follow your updates? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, uh, so if you are on Twitter... Instagram, Facebook, you can find me online, Kevin Unglad 11. All right, Kevin Unglad 11. So that's Kevin Unglad, A N G L A D E, and the numbers 1 1. And if my last name is throwing you off, it's French. So that's why <laughs> Unglad kind of looks weird because uh, American way you could pronounce it Anglade, but I like Unglad as I'm, you know, climbing up the ladder. Nice. <laughs> Um, so I totally relate to that, having the last name that I do. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we always, when I introduce myself to a classroom, you know, when I, I'm, I always give them an opportunity. All right, so do you have any questions for me, about me? And they're like, how do you pronounce your last name? Yeah. So I totally get it. Um, and I always say the real way, not so real way. Mm -hmm. So we are both teachers. Yes, right? we are. We are. We both work as professors at the same college. Yes, we do. Um, and if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about your your road to being a teacher, because well, we ended up at the same place right yeah. now. We got there in very different ways. So I'm totally certain about that. Yeah, and you know, my my road was more you know go to grad school, mm -hmm. uh, mess up a couple times, mm -hmm. end up being a teller at a bank mm -hmm. somehow. Yeah. I heard that on the prior. Oh my yeah, gosh, so, that, so interesting that story. I'm like, you know, worked in uh, so you know human services and group homes. Mm -hmm. Took a break from that, didn't know where I was going, ended up being a bank teller, trying to get into grad school, and then I went into grad school, went a more traditional way, right? right? But I know your story is a little bit different, and if you wouldn't mind sharing, just to even give viewers an opportunity to see how we have different paths, but you could end up at the same goal. Most certainly, without a doubt. Uh, so for me, uh, let's see, um, shout out to Brooklyn College. I am Yay. a proud uh, alum. Uh, Brooklyn College in New York City. I'm originally from New York. Mm -hmm. uh, so I went to Brooklyn College. I got my bachelor's in English literature there in 2014. 
And then from there, there was no jobs. I was actually trying to break into the publishing industry, Ah. actually. Um, And at that time, uh, if you graduated from college somewhere between 2012 to 2015, like that industry itself, the publishing industry, was really hard to break into. Like like jobs were like freezing up. So so there was that. And then so I quickly enrolled to go back to school for my master's Mm -hmm. um, at Queens College, proud alum of Queens College as well. And I got my English degree there, my English literature degree in 2017. I graduated. And so to kind of connect it all together, Mm -hmm. um, since I knew that I was struggling to find a job in literature, Mm -hmm. um, in publishing um, more so specifically, I was like, man, I was like, I really don't know what I'm doing here. Uh, Because at the time I was working at my uh, uh, former school, uh, uh, Queensborough Community College. Okay. Uh, I was working there as a college assistant, filing papers and things like that. And you know, shout out to Queensborough as as well. I, I, you know, as much as I loved going back to my uh, another former alma mater of mine, I was just really miserable because I was like, I don't think this publishing thing is gonna, you know, is gonna break through. So I I need to figure out what I'm going to do. So um, my second and final year of grad school, uh, within my first and I say first and because I plan on going back. You know, just yep, like yourself. Yep, yes, yes, yes. Uh, so we I'm, you know, have putting had that, that conversation too. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm putting that out there. Um, so w- with my first stint in grad school, uh, so my second year, starting up that f- uh, that fall semester in August, I was like, man, I cannot graduate come May 2017 and be stuck in the same predicament that I am in now. Like, you mm. know, I, I I can't go out right. It's like it's kind of like, uh, my, oh man, shout out to Mark, uh, my co-host Mark <laughs> on the Wise Guys podcast. He always says this. He always says, you know, it's kind of like you know when people you know go madly insane doing the same things and yeah. are expecting different results. So I told myself I can't go out on the job market and end up in the same place and then you know kind of just be stagnant. Right. So I decided to apply to Teach for America. Okay. Uh, and you know I got in and they were asking me where I wanted to go to teach. Uh, so obviously I wanted to stay in New York City, so I put down New York City. Mm-hmm. But then I also uh, Put down a couple of other places I wouldn't have mind leaving, you know, leaving home and moving to, such as New Jersey. Uh, let's see, I think um, Boston was another area, Philadelphia, Maryland, Connecticut. So as you can see, fairly in the northeast, yep. you know, coast. Um, so, um, so you know, got in, did that, transitioned. Uh, I started teaching um, uh, here. Uh, in Hartford, um, I was a teacher for Hart- um, in Hartford Public Schools for two years. Um, I taught at Simpson Waverly my first year, okay. uh, but that school closed down. And then mm. my second year, shout out to Simpson Waverly, even though it's not open anymore. Uh, the North End, uh, that community uh, really holds my heart for sure. Wow. Uh, and then second year, I was teaching at West Middle last year for my second year of Teach for America. And then once my Teach for America service was ending, you know, uh, you know, I, don't get me wrong, I love teaching, um, and I love teaching at that level, but I, I kind of wanted to, I said, if I'm going to do this grad school thing again, I, you know, I want to do it in a way in which I'm kind of setting myself up for success by providing some form of leverage. Because I had already applied to grad school um, last year, and I didn't get into any grad programs gotcha. for my PhD. So I was like, you know what? I said, I need to try this again, and if I'm going to do this again, I'm going to take my time, and I'm going to do it right. Because I kind of rushed, because I was really trying to like figure out what my next move mm-hmm. was. You know, That so, sort of stress and that panic. Yeah. Are you making the right decisions? Absolutely. So from there, you know, I said, okay. I was like, let me just... Uh, well, a good mentor of mine, uh, Elaine Thompson, uh, she actually was a colleague and coworker of mine at Queensboro and she became like a motherly figure to me, like always looking out for me, always mm-hmm. making sure that, you know, um, I was in good spirits and, you know, making sure that I knew what potential jobs were out there. So she was like, have you ever heard of higher ed jobs before? And I was like, no, I haven't. She was like, well, 
sign up, make an account for higher ed jobs. If you're trying to transition to that, you know, to that space, you know, there's, you know, you'll find some cool adjunct positions, you know, mm-hmm. while you're trying to get yourself together to go back into grad school. I was like, okay, cool. Yep. So then I signed up and then I saw, you know, East Hartford, Connecticut, go in college, <laughs> summer bridge program instructor. And literally it said, you know, all you needed for experience was some form of teach relevant teaching experience and as well as a master's degree. And I was like, I got that, I got that. <laughs> so I applied and then, you know, um, I got uh, contacted by, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Phil Fox for an interview. Uh, you know, I interviewed with him and Dr. John Kanye. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to both of those gentlemen. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring up yeah. the, uh, Dr. Kanye in a second. For sure, for sure. <laughs> and then after that, um, Dr. W, uh, the rest was history. And mm-hmm. here I am, uh, what I, I will say, eight, nine months later and uh, growing, you know, as, a, as, a, as, a, as an instructor, you know, having such a great time doing it and having a hard time dealing with the fact that a lot of kids are going crazy trying to get into my English classes, but it's good. <laughs> it, it happens, and and I remember you know a couple things to to Kevin's story from the other side, right? Um, so I've already been uh, you know there six or seven years. I can't even keep track anymore. Right. And uh, Dr. Kanya is somebody that we uh, have both adopted as a mentor. Yes, he doesn't even know. We just kind of follow him. Yeah, around. we do. We do. Actually, now we chase him down, but whole different story. Um, a whole different story. And he was in your interview. And I remember he went to the interview and, you know, I wasn't there and he came out. He's like, oh my God, we're, we're, we got to hire this guy. Like, he's oh, so man, great. And, so cool. I, you know, I didn't, I, I wasn't there. I wasn't invited to it, but I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, okay, cool. Great. I'm glad we're going to have this awesome instructor. And we got to meet over the summer. Yes, we did. And I we think, <laughs> I think we met, we were teaching in the same, same program. We mm. met one day. And we're like, hi, it's great to meet you. We talk, talk, talk a lot. And then we're like, okay, we're leaving for England for 10 days. We won't yeah. see you again. I was like, what? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, man, they're here. Now they're not here. Do you guys, they're gone? We were gone. We uh, So uh, Dr. Kanye and I left um, for <laughs> Oxford to present at Oxford. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. So the timing That's in that right. program was really interesting because we started teaching. We showed up for one class and then we had to leave. Right. Right. So we were there the first day. We gave the students the syllabus. We're like, bye. <laughs> See you in 10 days. Yeah. We're like, uh, message you from England. And we met you all that same day. So we're like, hi and bye. Right, right? yeah, pretty much. We, pretty much. And then, you know, we co- came back. We just show up at your door. We're like, hi, we're back. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. You're like, oh, man, 10 days that was quiet. Right. So that's kind of how we all met, right? Yes, and then yes. we always kept talking in mm. in uh, on campus, even though our schedules don't always align. Right. But we always find time, you know, throughout the semester to kind of check in. I feel as if, like... We just would always find each other. It happens, Whether it be though. the break room or the CT. Like, we would just, just come, and like, hey. like, And sometimes, like, you know, like, remember at the end of last semester, consecutively, like, three yeah. days in a row. I'm like, this is really cool. Yeah, and, and that was <laughs> funny because I brought you up the other day, too, because we were in the break room talking about um, the two gentlemen were in the middle of talking about the Bible. And yeah. <laughs> they were, it, it, was, it was a religious discussion. Oh, okay. You know, just a discussion about the literature of it, right? Yeah, not not yeah. anything more than that. It was just about the original language of the Bible and everything. Mm. I'm like, wait, we got to go talk to Kevin. He was reading that book here. Oh, man, it was a great book. I had a great time reading it. Oh, such a great book. So, yeah. yeah. I and mean, it's the Bible in novel form to me. I It just made it so much easier for me and digestible because sometimes like, I get very inconsistent mm. with looking at the Bible. I'm like, Ugh. But like, to read it in a literature novel form, mm. I think was pretty great. And I, and I think what specifically made me think of you because they were talking about... Um, 
you know, had they read the whole Bible? I'm like, you yeah. know, that, <laughs> oh, I'm like, I know somebody who cool. technically has. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, technically, he said he was finishing it. Yes. Um, so it was an interesting conversation. That's so, cool. you know, you know, all side notes aside, right? Yeah, you know, all, sure. all our joking aside, how mm-hmm. we could have two very different paths. Absolutely. Right. And still end up sort of having that same goal. Right. Right. You know, part of why I sort of asked you that question, too. Not sort of. I asked you that question. Why would I say that? Um, (laughs) You know, I get a lot of, you know, young women lately that have been asking, like, how do I become you in 10 years? You know, and I'm like, now I think I've hit that side where I can now mentor, Mm -hmm. even though in my mind it's not there until somebody asks me that question. Right. So I love sharing these stories because you don't have to do it how I did. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah. we could still end up in the same place. But, you know, to, to Kevin's story, you know, if you want to work in higher ed, usually adjuncting is a place to start. Absolutely. You know, without you, question. You get to go in, teach part time, a class or two, you get a feel of college because teaching in college is very different than teaching in, you know, elementary or high school. Oh, yeah. Without right? question. Very different sort of vibe there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also get to make friends, you know. Absolutely. I will say this, though, even though it's completely different different it's not too vastly different in the sense that you know the fact that i got a chance to you know um work in um you know uh secondary education Mm. and you know actually get coached by you know people who were teachers right you know professionals that were teachers and learn different instructional activities and things of that nature i'm like okay cool the socratic seminar i can take this and make it applicable to my class here in college you know and just like different things and different ideas um and also having great mentors you know people that i've worked with uh so honestly um it's it's a the route I took was a to me personally per se was a unconventional route, mm-hmm. but it's also it's, if if higher ed is your goal, which which was and still is my goal, right? Because this is only the beginning. Then yep. I think that K to twelve is a great place to start, especially if you're doing um an an alter- an alternative route um, certification program such as mm-hmm. uh, TFA um, or something of the sort. Right, right, and yeah. you know. A lot of what I love about what you said, or you know, two specific things, is this idea of lifelong learning. Yes, right, and absolutely. Just continue to learn, and even if you are the one in the classroom, it's like, let me look at my skills, let me see what works, let me find different instructional methods because teaching is very much an art and a science. It really is. It really is. <laughs> Some of it is, you know, understanding student needs and absolutely. knowing how to respond to them, and Without I mean, like, you know, how do you present information? Yeah. You know, yeah. and how do you do it in creative ways? And I know you do some awesome creative things. I want to be as I creative try. as Kevin. I, I really do. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I hear what like some of the students say and they like had, you know, a debate and, you know, he takes song lyrics and has them break it down. I'm like, why am I not that cool? <laughs> I'm like, I want to be cool. And I can't like, hey, I, it's three hours. You got to really try do. to, you know, break it down for them in three hours or they will just be miserable. So I, you know, I definitely try to take that into consideration. Right. When you teach mostly English. English competition yeah, yeah, and well. and all of that. So some every semester the this co- uh, classes change. Yeah. Um, I teach sociology, but you know, also teaching it for so long, you kind of need those fresh ideas of how right. to present the information. So Without a doubt. you know, one thing I've heard is that you take song lyrics and have them break it down. Man, they're really out there talking about me. I love it. <laughs> I, 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 That's look, cool. You know. Uh, here's another professional tip, right? One thing that mm-hmm. you know was awesome. What Kevin did was he started to make friends. You know. Like, did even, I really? I well, know. even in that joke, w- even the joking part that I said, you know, 
all of a sudden, John and I were like, we're gone for 10 days. Hey, we're back. We needed to check in on Kevin. Yeah. No, honestly, I can say this. I have been blessed in terms of me transitioning to different modes of teaching, whether mm-hmm. it's teaching at the secondary level and as well as teaching now, to have been blessed with people who have been checking on me. So, so you know, people such as yourself and John, like, honestly, if I didn't have you guys over the summer, I don't know how I would have made it through. Like, just having that constant reinsurance. And also, you know, when I was teaching at Hartford Public Schools, um, you know, shout out to my mentor, uh, Mr. Michael Gustav, and as well as my girlfriend, too, Danielle Griffiths. I consider her to be a mentor because they would come into my classroom almost every day that first two months and check on me and, to, mm-hmm. and 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 checked to see if I I hadn't quit because like I didn't know what I was doing the kids were just like you know all over the place it was haywire you know it was madness and um I, that's I, how I, you learn teaching yeah you let it all hit the you know what yeah and then you're like now I figured this yeah. out yeah <laughs> so I gotta I also have to give credit to to you guys as well because I feel as if Part of the reason as to why I'm here right now currently is because I got that reassurance by you all mm. checking on me and seeing how I was over support, time. Support. Yeah, support. Right? It's necessary. So, And that was going to be kind of going to my second thing of like everything I loved about what you said is the whole mentoring aspect. Because mm-hmm. you shouted out like five or six mentors. And yes. I love it. Yes. I love it. So, you know, uh, mentoring is something that I want to do future podcasts on. So oh, come yeah. back, Kevin. Oh, I would we love to. We de- could definitely talk about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because, you know, you're talking about your mentors. And as you're talking about them, I'm thinking about all the people that have helped me get here, you right. know. Right. And honestly, I wish I had adopted mentoring so much earlier. Mm-hmm. So this, oh, I'm kind of giving away our second segment of our talk. Um, <laughs> you know, I did not realize the value of mentoring until yes. I was in grad school. Oh, yeah. And then I adopted them like they were like Skittles, you know, like, you know, just I was like, okay, more, 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 you know, Um, because I I saw the value and, Mm -hmm. you know, and why I said it that way was I went to a conference and they were talking about mentoring Mm -hmm. and they were saying the guy was giving a couple things of advice. The first one was find a mentor. Right. But don't tell them that you're their mentor, that you're looking up to them so that they don't feel like, oh, I have to act a certain way or, you know, everything. You don't kind of freak them out. I agree with that. And then the second thing was have multiple at the same time because someone may mentor you professionally. Someone may mentor you personally. Like there could be a different mentor for every aspect of your life. Absolutely. 100%. I think that is so important, especially with some of the decisions I'm even making. I'm like, okay, this mentor's great for that, but I need someone to talk to about this. Uh, agreed agreed which is why you know uh my co-host uh mark pruden um i often have so much fights with him mm-hmm. um off air because he's like no like i'm not gonna mentor to anyone until like i'm like 45 50 and i'm like man i was like that's not how it works man you have to start paving the way early even though you're like you you might feel as if you don't know everything you need to at least you know give at, at least a little bit of what you know and offer it to folks you know but i told him i was like you know what? i guess it's because you're in entrepreneurship and business and i'm not so you know for me at, in terms of education you know i'm i want to be able to provide that and right. as well as the the the, the folks who i consider to be mentoring me i haven't told them hey you're my mentor but i just closely follow them and shadow them like like my girlfriend could tell you like um i consider him to be like a surrogate father of my mentor mr uh mr uh michael gustav and like Mm -hmm. i would like go to his room every day after school ended and would just sit there and talk to him for hours and just like be mind blown by like the kind of wisdom he would impart upon me you know Mm -hmm. so um but i would never say hey like you know you're really you know you're you're like you mean so much to me like i i I hope you don't mind you know 
talking to me? Like, can you be my mentor? I was like, nah, I just want to be, you know, authentic and organic with it and yeah. just not put that pressure on him, you know? Right. So, right. Cause you don't know if, you know, somebody is like feels ready to mentor, right? That's, and even 100% true. to your earlier comments about your co host, you know, and I, I've definitely felt that way recently when people are like, oh, how do I do this and how do I do that? And I'm like, wait, am I a mentor? Right. Now? Yeah. <laughs> and then it really, you know, in the in the moment when I'm talking to them, I'm cool. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I know what I'm talking about. And I get in my car. I'm like, wait a minute, how did that conversation just happen? Right. And then when I realize, you know, when this woman, I keep bringing it up in the podcast, but when she said, "In ten years, I want to be you," mm. and then she told me her age. I'm like, okay, she is ten years younger than me, so this does make sense, yeah. right? But I'm like, oh my god, ten years ago, I wanted to be myself. Right. And Absolutely. you know even back to the whole purpose of this podcast, right? You know, it's about progress, not getting to that perfect moment. So, you know, until she said that to me, I didn't realize all the progress that I had made to get to this point. We sometimes tend to forget that. We sometimes tend to forget how much progress we've made Mm -hmm. because we're so, like, we're so much salivating on the future. Like, oh my gosh, I need to get this. I want to do this. I want to do that. But then we tend to not focus on the journey. And I think on your third episode, you were talking about that relish the journey Mm -hmm. when you talked about everything you had been through with your grandma and everything. All of that. Man, that, can I just shout you out? Because that episode had me like, jumping for joy because i was driving home that day it had me jumping for joy i was like man i was like she gets it she gets it she gets it so yeah and that's the reason i share it because you know as we were talking before we went you know on air i'm really a shy person not yeah. like shy like i'm outgoing but i don't share a lot about myself mm-hmm. you know i'm very private right. and i learned to do that because of all the stuff that's happened in my life of and course. there was particular reasons right totally understandable so now this is even a journey Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, go share. And let me tell you, if people didn't push me to do this, I'd be like, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. And I think there's value. I believe there's value in everybody's story. Everybody's got a story to tell. Yes. And we all are relatable. So as I tell my students, I'm only sharing about myself mm-hmm. to help you. That's it. That's like, really, really it. I'm sharing about myself so that you see it's relatable or that you could see that like you can overcome. Without a doubt. That's kind of even the point you know so as long as it's helpful that's all i care about Mm -hmm. i agree i agree (laughs) 100 visit us at www.bellsnotebook.com subscribe to our email list for all of our updates like us on social media and thank you for following along